Shifting Consciously, a podcast created to help us remember who we are, divine beings of love and light, having a human experience, a platform for individuals interested in exploring the possibilities of living a life in alignment with what is highest and best in their own lives, and by doing so, making a difference in the world. Hello, I'm Karen Bowen. Welcome to the eighth episode of Shifting Consciously, a podcast dedicated to honest, responsible, and present dialogue where issues of the mind and heart are discussed in a way to help one another consciously co-create. We will be looking at our beliefs, habits, and strategies and explore which serve us and which need to be discarded. And of course, we will be examining alternatives to our current ways so we can live happier lives on a healthier planet where we remind each other of the choices present in our lives and how to make them conscious choices. Today, we're examining intuition versus duty and responsibility. We talk about experiences in our lives and how they have affected us and others. My name is Erica. My name is Kate. My name is Dave. Okay. So tonight we're talking about intuition versus responsibility and obligation. And the reason we're doing this is because the last time we had a scheduled meeting to do episode eight, I canceled. And I canceled because my intuition said cancel. So I'm wondering, first of all, how did that guy hit you guys? Because I was asking you, you know, did you check inwardly? Um, Because we should have all gotten the same message. See, that's the thing when we're doing a mastermind, and that's what we've been talking about, being a mastermind group. When we do that, we're all supposed to check inwardly and get the same answer. So tell me what happened when I canceled last time. Well, I'll have to say when when, um, the first email came out, I guess Erica's email came out and said, here's the deal. I I didn't check in. I did, it didn't occur to me to. I I just wasn't thinking about it, and I um, I didn't. Email, I also didn't respond. But I remember seeing it. And I was saying. I might. I remember thinking. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm okay with it. I think I'm good. But when you finally responded with your email, Karen, saying I checked in, then I decided to check in, just because it was work. And for me, I I I did not. I didn't get a hit. I checked in, but I there was no nothing came back and said yay or nay, so I, but that that's what I got. Okay. So um, for me, I guess I, a similar start to you, Dave. I just I just immediately was like, hey, no worries, all good. If you're good, I'm good. And um, and then Karen, when you when you came back with, did you check inwardly? I was like, oh. Wouldn't that be a novel <laughs> choice in life? So so I did, and I heard, no, 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 don't you dare. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was a clear no. I would say it wasn't don't you dare. It was just, it was very clear to me. And I was like, wow, I guess I should continue to check in with things. Because um, when you ignore, when you're just not present or conscious, yeah, it's just it's a, that's just a choice to walk around with a blindfold on. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. And I guess my thought on the matter, being that I was the one who started the process by emailing you all saying I had been sick the week before, you know, here were my symptoms. I don't believe I should be contagious, but my voice, I mean, my voice still sounds a little hoarse and that's two, three weeks later. I didn't feel contagious, but my heart said... It's the right thing to do. 
It's the right What's thing. What's the right thing to do? To let other people know that you've been ill. We're leaning into a microphone and sharing space, you know? You're recovering from health issues. You have a daughter at home with special needs who has had major medical stuff. You have a little guy at home. I mean, regardless, whoever, we're all interfacing with other people. We, in my heart, I knew that I needed to disclose the possibility that I would be leaning in and exposing people to germs. So I did it. I mean, really, when I look at the motive, and it's sort of the golden rule, do unto others. I wouldn't want to show up and be six inches from the mic with you all and you not have disclosed that to me. So it was it was much more of a feeling than it was a thought, but certainly experience and thinking went into it. And when you asked, did everyone check inwardly? I mean, I didn't feel like I intentionally said, what is the right thing? What's the highest and best thing for me to do? But I do believe I operated from that place. So after I canceled it, when I asked you if you went inwardly, did you do that and then check to see what you got? My my initial reaction, reaction, which to me is ego, was like, huh? Okay. Like, it felt abrupt. Like, okay. All right. But I, it wasn't judgment. It was just kind of like, okay. But when I settled into the cancellation, I was like, it is highest and best. And for me, it wasn't because I would have spread germs to you all. There was something else that just, it was the energy of, yeah, it's not supposed to be happening today. Right. And that's what I was going to say is I don't think, I think that was a moot point. I mean, what I was getting no about was something else. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I, and it, that was clear to me. It wasn't what, I didn't see what it was. I didn't know the other, what the other thing was or the reason was. I mean, who knows, right? Because if we all of us come here, there's a lot that goes into that, right? We all have to drive to get here. Different things happen to the people in our lives when we're gone versus when we're there. The, I mean, the domino effect of any, any decision we make is, you know, brought about by any number of things. And so I would say just, I mean, as an interesting aside, that was also clear to me too. May I share something related? Because as you say this, I had this realization over the weekend as well. Our family went camping and we were only camping Saturday night into Sunday early afternoon. So we had this very finite window to go camping. And I work Saturdays. And so I wasn't done with work as early as I would have liked to have been. And then we had to pack the car and that took more time. And then we decided to stop at Starbucks and the first Starbucks was closed. And so we got back on the road and we got off to get to another Starbucks. And I, all the while I'm going like, oh my God, my insides are like, we're late. Oh my God, we're late. And I'm feeling this angst. And I finally went, just trust that you're getting there exactly when you're supposed to be getting there. And I even said aloud to Jeremy, Okay, I'm going to shift out of my fear about this and my anxiety about not, I'm putting this in air quotes, not being on time to clearly there is a higher reason why we are arriving in this very moment as we are. So I I did exercise that another time and it's just a perfect, perfect example of how we don't always know the full picture or the outcome of what could have been. And yet, if you have faith that it is how it is meant to be for the highest good, you just allow. Absolutely. And I have a real quick story to share with you about something that happened yesterday. Because you're talking about intuition versus duty and obligation. Okay. 
we went raspberry picking with a dear friend of ours yesterday. And we have done this yearly, go down to Thompson's Strawberry Farm and we pick raspberries. And we usually get four quarts and I make a pie and it's a, it's a thing we do every year. Well, when we got there, first we got sticker shock because instead of $10 a quart, it was now $14 a quart, which meant instead of $40, it was going to be $56. And, it was, and I said to Richard, I don't think I need, you know, raspberries that much, you know, do we really need a pie? Anyway, so that was the first thing. But then as we started to pick, I realized that they really weren't as ripe as they normally are. There were tons and tons of green raspberries. And so it was very difficult to even get a quart. You had to work very hard. And then there were a bunch of bees around everywhere. And I had just gotten stung and I really wasn't excited about, you know, getting into the bees. But then as, and we got there at quarter after 10. So we left here at 9.30, it takes 45 minutes to get there. We got there a quarter after 10 and I'm not feeling really good. And Richard's kind of dragging her along because it was real hot, you know, and I had slacks on. And anyway, so I took a break. I got back to the car. I had brought an apple and I sat down and had the apple. And then I had a couple of almonds and the inner voice said, you have to leave at 1115. And I thought, wow, okay, that's usually an hour is okay. But an hour that yesterday was not going to be okay because it wasn't, you weren't going to be able to pick it up. So I thought, ooh, how am I going to break this to Pauline? So, because mm -hmm. she's expecting she's going to get four quarts of raspberries. So I went to check to see where she was, and she only had two quarts. And it was, at the time, five to eleven. And I thought, oh, should I tell her? And I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want to disappoint her. But my intuition was very strong, you know. So she said, well, I'm halfway there. And I said, geez, I'm not sure we're going to be able to you know, hang out for another two quarts. And she said, oh, I have to have two more quarts, you know. And I said, well, I'll help you. Because Richard was helping me. And I said, I'll help you. But as it got closer to 1115, she was she was only a half a quart. She only had a half a quart and she wanted two quarts. And she's picking and she says, now I feel rushed. And I said, well, I'm sorry, you know, chill, just relax. I said, we'll get as many as we can. And I was helping her. And then she said, well, I have to stay here longer. And I said, Pauline, we're leaving at 1115. And that was very difficult because the responsibility, the obligation I felt is I had picked her up. We had, you know, drove down. This was a yearly thing. How dare I cut ourselves short? But fortunately, because she's on the same kind of path that we are, she said, no, I'm going to trust you. She said, I don't know. And I said, I don't know why. I said, and truthfully, I don't care why. When I hear you're leaving at 1115, I'm leaving at 1115. Now, the fascinating thing is, it did have an impact on all of us. But the first person that it had an impact, and when we drove into her driveway, there were people next door wood chipping a guy's trees. And she said, oh, I need some wood chipping. I'm going to go over there and talk to him. Hmm. So she was in perfect timing for the wood chippers. <laughs> but then Richard and I both had work to do, and I did not get done until quarter to nine yesterday evening. And I worked all the way through from the time we dropped her off and so had I stayed longer, <laughs> and I was already toast, you know, but it was a very long day for me. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't plan it on being a very long day, but it was. So you're right, Kate. What we have to do, and Erica, the same thing. When we hear the inner voice tell us something, whether people are going to like it or not, whether we feel that we have a responsibility because maybe we made a promise to somebody, our promise, our first obligation is to be true to our higher selves. And sometimes that's really, really difficult. I know that each of you have had experiences with that. 
But this is why we need to talk about how important it is to follow intuition versus living up to obligations and duties. Not to say that obligations and duties aren't important, but as you pointed out, we don't always know, but there's always a rhyme and a reason to why intuition comes in and gives us a message. Well, I think that's that's so powerful and it's it's so relevant too to the work that we're all I know we're all doing and that our listeners are interested in. And when it comes to obligation and duty, I think that the trick is, at least in, in my um, existence and in my awareness of starting of, of being aware of how important this is to do, is to check in frequently. You know, to ask, you know, every single morning when I wake up, show me what is highest and best today in my work so that I may serve in the highest way. And to ask to hear that is has really helped a lot. And if I, you know, now it seems as though like I'll, if I'm working and I'm doing, doing, doing and not, and I'm not conscious, there is a fog kind of feeling to that. And it drains me. It actually... It actually, I'm very tired, no matter the sleep I've gotten. It used to be much worse when I was in my old job. But um, in my new job, um, I'm now aware of that. And I get to stop. So I, have, I have this amazing ability to, I mean, I've, I've woken up so much. And so now I have this ability to stop and go, oh, I need to check in and and ask. You know, because I'll get frustrated about people not getting back to me or who am I reaching out to or or whatever it is that I'm doing with my job. And then I heard today, just today, I was going through some names and calling some people and and I heard, it's okay, leave her alone. Oh, I heard divine timing is it's in place. Divine timing's in place. And I was like, oh goody. I was like, that's so great. That's so great to know because now I don't I don't even have to I don't even have to think a second thought about that. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks I should do or what the pressures, you know, you get, the more that you see the benefit of this, the more that you let go and let God or whatever, however you want to say it, let go into faith and belief. And um, like you said, all these rewards come and there might be little or they might be grand, but the scale doesn't really matter. They're just, they're just, they're things that you have wished for and (laughs) that are highest and best are coming as long as you're you're staying in touch and staying in tune. So, Well, you know, that's fascinating. I, I don't think I ever told you the, you guys this story, but this happened to me and Richard years ago. This is way back when we were apartment managers before any of this new stuff. Anyway, a woman called me from a retreat in northern Michigan, Manitowish Waters, and she wanted, she had heard about Richard and I. We were doing this relationship class, Meeting Your Match, How to Find Your Ideal Partner. And it was a very successful program. We did it at the War Memorial, and we had a lot of classes and a lot of people. It was really great. Anyway, she called me and she said, I would like you to come up to the retreat, and I'd like you and your husband to do a weekend retreat for couples. And I, and I, and I tuned in, and I heard, yeah, great. You know, so I agreed with that. And, and so we set up the dates. We were going to be there and how much she was going to pay us and how much we were going to charge the couples. And we had the whole deal in place, okay? And so got off the phone, and immediately the inner voice said, you're not going. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get back up. No, you're not going to tell her. And I was, wait, 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 wait. 
I'm not going, and I know that now, and I'm not going to tell this woman, that doesn't make sense to me. Okay, I mean, it, it made absolutely no sense. But I kept hearing, you cannot tell her. You cannot tell her. So I thought, oh, okay, this is, this is a test. See, I thought it was a test of me, right? Well, guess what? It wasn't a test of me. What happened was, I wasn't allowed to contact her for weeks. For weeks. One week before the seminar was supposed to be, I heard, call her now. And I thought, oh, wow, she is not going to be happy because she had been uh, sending me messages. I have these many couples. I'm really excited. You know, and I thought, oh, I'm going to, this is, now I'm going to tell her I'm not going to be there. Okay. One week before the seminar. So I called her and I told her and she blew up at me. I mean, she's screaming at me. I'm taking you to court. La, 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 and, you know, I'm going to sue you. And, la, la, la. and I said, you know, I'm sorry. I said, but my intuition says I can't come and I'm not coming. And I don't know why, but that's what I heard and that's what's happening. And she hung up on me, okay? And then I didn't hear anything. And I thought, well, I'm waiting for her lawyer to send me a letter, you know, because we had a contract. It was a verbal contract, but we had a contract and it was definitely a contract. And so didn't hear anything. The week weekend went by, didn't hear anything. And then I got a letter. And you're not gonna believe what this letter said. Thank you so much for following your intuition a couple named Twin Pines called me two days after you canceled and said they were going to be in the area and they'd love to do a relationship class at my retreat. She said it was absolutely fabulous. Everybody loved them. Thank you so much for following your intuition. Now, how could my ego know that that was what was going to happen? And think about it. Intuition knew actually months ahead of time that this couple named Twin Pines, and I don't even know who they are, were going to be in Manitowoc Waters the weekend that we set up. I mean, how can your intellect know those things? It can't. But when we trust, and I, I got to tell you, it was really hard for me not to call her because I don't like letting people down. I don't, I don't like making a commitment and then backing out. And especially when you make the commitment and immediately hear you're not going. I mean, that didn't make any sense. But now I understand all the machinations that had to happen according to the divine will, which I had nothing to do with, these people had to show up and they were already on their way. I mean, higher selves knew this was going to happen. So, yeah, I should. In fact, I think I kept that letter. I'm going to have to get it out because it, it just blew me away when I got the letter. I thought, wow, wow. So her ego responded and then later... Because, well, because the people showed up. I mean, they, the, actually, I think they called immediately because she didn't cancel. She didn't cancel the weekend. She had all these people. She just shifted the people that were doing the presentation. And the truth is, I, I did look up Twin Pines. They're a really sweet couple that go around teaching about healthy relationships and everything. I thought they probably did a whole better job than I would have, you know, because higher self knows best, right? And that's not to diminish me. That's to know that there's a divine timing and a divine plan for who's supposed to show up, whatever is highest and best in our lives, and where we can best serve. And that wasn't where I was going to be able to serve best, but it was my place to reserve the spot <laughs> and set the whole thing in motion. Isn't that amazing? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. May I ask a question? Absolutely. Without getting into details, there is a situation going on where someone knows something and is withholding information from other people. And I'm that's unsettling for me for different reasons. It feels deceitful. It feels like a lie. 
let's presume you come from a place, your motive is from a place of higher self and from intuition and not out of fear and ego and obligation. Can you share a little bit as it relates to the email correspondence back and forth? How did you process that as you knew you weren't doing this, but she's sending the email saying, oh, we've got this many couples and we're so excited. How do you remain honest, responsible, and present to your higher self while someone's requesting a response from you that is essentially leading down a path of dishonesty? I think you said the word and you may not have paid attention to what you said. You said honest and responsible and present to your higher self. Mm -hmm. So when my higher self said, you're not going and you're not to call her, that's where my obedience is. And of course, I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, if we knew ahead of time, it wouldn't be the mystery, right? It wouldn't be the excitement, right? But because higher self, and that's the problem, we have to get our ego out of the way that feels, oh my God, I'm disappointing people, I'm letting them down, I'm lying, I'm cheating or whatever. And we have to say, no, I'm going to allow this to unfold. I'm going to watch it unfold. I'm going to see what happens. I'll give you another example that is, is not as big as that, but it caused a lot of problems in my life. Years ago, when I started to take esoteric healing, Richard and I took the class, the first class, together. We both drove to Okemos, Michigan, and we studied with Barb Briner, and it was a fabulous class. And afterwards, I I kept hearing, you're going to do this. And so I was practicing on everybody that would lend me their body, and Richard decided it wasn't for him. So you had to wait six months before you could take the next class, and you had to practice in between. Well, when it came time to send the check, I heard, send the check for yourself. Richard's not going, but don't tell him. And I thought, okay. Why am I not telling my husband that I'm going and I'm sending a check? You know, that doesn't make sense to me. But I did it. I obeyed. I sent the check. I didn't tell Rich. And a couple weeks before I had to leave, Rich says, I'm not going to the class. And I said, I know. And he said, well, how do you know? And I said, well, inner voice told me to send the check for me and, and you weren't going. And he said, you send a check? And he just got so angry at me. Because at the time, I wasn't working and he was working. And it was going to be coming out of our joint funds, which were, you know, literally his funds. And it caused this huge upset in our relationship. But that was the beginning of us learning a different way to handle finances. Yeah. And it was also a diff a, the beginning of a new way of us communicating. Because when higher self said, you can't tell him, I didn't. Mm. And it was difficult because I love my husband. I wanted to tell him. But when higher self said, don't tell, see, I didn't know his response was going to be what it was. And I didn't know we were going to have to go through this gyration on our finances and come to a different place, but we had to. And now our, our finances are totally different. Okay. But we had to go through that process. And only my higher self knew that. Not my ego. My ego would have never done that. My ego would have gone, hey, honey, I'm going to go. Is it okay if I spend the money? You know, and we would have talked about it. But he thought it was... I was going behind his back. See, he thought I was spending money without his acknowledgement or his permission, perhaps. I don't know. Hmm. So it's a good question, but mm -hmm. that's the test. You have to be true to your higher self, regardless of what other people think, say, or do. 
Could I just share one thing um, as it relates to connection with my higher self? I was speaking with my sister recently, who is, you know, a fan of Karen's as well. And um, it was interesting because she said, you and Karen keep talking about how you, you, your intuition gives you these messages really clearly and you get these hits. And that doesn't happen to me. And I went, oh, she's comparing that there's a right way and a wrong way to receive these hits. So I just want to put this out here. Kate, whatever kind of voices you're hearing, the voice, Karen, whatever kind of voice you're hearing that clearly says you're not going to do this, that is not how my higher self comes through to me. So for any listeners who feel like there is one way to do this, and if you're not hearing these messages like, no, 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 you will not go, no, you'll, you will send the check, that's not how it happens for me. For me, it is much more of an inner knowing or a sense it's much, and, and Dave's saying, me too. It is much more of, and I use the words lightning or tightening. If I have a very aversive, energetic reaction to something, there's a reason that needs further exploration. If I have a, woo, yes, kind of a feeling and it lightens me up, um, if it feels in flow, that is my answer. Now, I will sometimes hear the voice or the answer following that, but just to clarify, as people are beginning to practice or maybe have been practicing and feel like there's a right or wrong way, it, it comes in different shapes and sizes. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I actually wrote down <clears throat> before you said that something very similar about mm. how I process it because I've, I, I'm a very ana analytical person. I love problem solving and I'm, I'm, I can be very hard on myself, criticize myself for too much. I'm in my brain too much. But... But I found recently when I, I have enough, enough sample size, when I look back at my life now, I'm finding that when I'm in the middle of solving a problem or whatever it is I'm doing, I'm getting the answers I need real time. And it's like you said, it's to me, it comes across as a knowing. And when I look back and, and look at some of the situations where I thought I was being too hard on myself or Dave, stop thinking so much, I really wasn't thinking I was just receiving what I needed and proceeding to solving the problem. Wow! Wow! And and that and when I when I allowed myself, if I I guess forget forgave myself just a little bit, now I'm starting to really embrace that mm -hmm. and apply that to my whole life because I've always been waiting around like I don't hear the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. What, it's, nothing's coming across. And so coming back to like, why didn't I get the same answer you all did? I I. I that's somewhat related. I'm interested in your thoughts and why I didn't get the same answer you all did on this one. Well, I think you're right. We do receive it all in a different way. And so, you know, I don't just hear voices, but when I check in, often I use my inner vision or I use my little technique if it's what something I should do, pull my eyes to the right, if it's something I shouldn't mm -hmm. do. pull. I mean, I use all these techniques mm -hmm. because life can be very chaotic. And if I'm not, if I'm not present and conscious... I don't always pick up or, or I get the signal and it, and it goes right over my head. So maybe in that moment, I just wasn't present enough and I just, mm -hmm. maybe it came and I just didn't, I missed it. Absolutely. Missed okay. Absolutely. But here's another thing. And I'm glad you're sharing that because I had another recent experience that I want to share with you because this is beyond obligation and duty. This is pressure. Mm. So you all know that I went through a health crisis and you all know that what happened. 
I, I met a doctor who found that I had an infection in my jaw. She really helped me a lot. Okay, I met her in December. And as I was praying about and, and being very grateful for her presence in my life, the inner voice said, you will work with her for three months. Okay, well, that would have been, uh, let's say, December, January, that would be the end of February, beginning of March. Well, I didn't stop working with her in March. I kept working with her, okay, even though the inner voice said three months. And Richard pointed it out to me. He said, you know, why are you still working with her? You were only supposed to work three months. Sometimes I shouldn't tell my husband what I hear, but anyway. Uh, so... I don't know if you would have. That's a given for me, Let's for sure. That's a lesson I need to learn. That could be its own episode right there. So, so anyway, but here's the fascinating thing. After that time, she kept telling me, you know, that the infection uh, caused problems in my gut, which, of course, it does. Infection over time leads to all kinds of, you know, little microbes and crap in your system that you're not supposed to have, but also liver toxins and stuff. And so I was following these regimens that she gave me, but they were overwhelming to me. Okay, it would be like, you know, take these four different homeopathic remedies and these 17 things and then do, you know, this uh, enema and then you do this. And there were so many things. And plus, I want you to eat 12 eggs a week. And I don't like eggs, you know, but I'm okay. And she's telling me why I have to do this. Well, anyway, okay, so I should have been done with her the end of February, the beginning of March, but I didn't. I went March, April, May, June, July, August, okay? And each time I would see her, she would give me some new thing to do and, you know, explain why I should be doing it and I should take collagen. And when she told me collagen and I ordered it. So when I got the collagen and I read the label, it was the hide of cows. And I thought, why am I putting into my system the hide of cows? So I called her and I said, I can't, I can't take this stuff. It's the hide of cows. Oh, no, this is what you need, and this is what it's going to do for you. And I said, I said, wait a minute, I can't do this. Why would I be, it's kind of like chewing on rawhide, you know? And she went on and explained how Indians, you know, they use the whole body of the animals, and they respect it and everything. But what I want to tell you is it never felt right. I was always overwhelmed, and what she wanted me to do never felt right. Now, was I checking inwardly? No, but it never felt right. Okay, mm -hmm. so there was a knowing that I was mm -hmm. ignoring. Mm -hmm. And then what happened and how it all changed was I the last email I sent her, I said, look, I'm overwhelmed with this. Plus, my blood pressure is spiking. I'm not getting healthier. I, I don't know what to do. And she did not respond. Usually she would respond mm -hmm. immediately or call me or something. And I thought, OK, this isn't working. And I heard you got a juice. You got a juice. OK. And then one of my client friends told me about Cleanse to Heal. And he's all about juicing and, you know, detoxing your uh, liver through removing things, not adding things. So you don't take 25 different supplements. You remove, you know, the, the gluten, the dairy, and the eggs. I find out eggs feed pathogens. I'm trying to get rid of pathogens, and eggs feed pathogens. Okay, so what, I, what I'm telling you of this about is not to, you know, poo-poo the person, but to say, I got the hit. First, I got the, the message three months, but I went against it. And all the time, my feeling was saying, no, no, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good. It goes against everything you believe in. What are you doing? Can I piggyback on this? Sure. Because I'm always amazed at how parallel our health journeys are in their own ways. I was connected with a natural health provider who very much helped me change my lifestyle to heal 
whatever is going on with my eyes, which interestingly, I had a major infection, which was MRSA positive uh, about four or five years ago. And that's shortly thereafter this problem started, although I didn't link the two. I have a lot of liver healing to be done as well. I'm very grateful for the help she's given. I haven't gone back for about six months to see her and I was seeing her regularly and I keep hearing like, you're not supposed to go see her. And so my intuition gives me this message, but my obligation or, you know, what I perceive to be my responsibility is, but you're, you're slipping away. And I am in some ways, but I'm allowing the fact that she is not who I'm supposed to be seeing right now, but my eyes aren't getting better and I'm becoming frustrated and I'm becoming very, very fearful. And so as I reflect and listen to you and you work with this provider who's uncovered this amazing bit of information, you had an infection that needed healing. That is why you saw this person. That's why you're not meant to see this person forever and ever, amen, and for whatever other reasons. And for me, I was meant to get one place, but now I'm going, but I'm back in this place. And it's for me to figure out what my next step is, not for somebody else and to own that. And so today, as I was driving, I have another resource on the back burner, a really brilliant eye doctor who's a homeopathic doctor as well. And I have not reached out to him. His $10,000 program, whoo! It's $5,000 through the rest of the year because of COVID. I mean, hello, like what a brilliant, beautiful discount. And I've not reached out to him. I have the money. Why? And so I had to get honest with myself and I had to ask my intuition today. Why are we not reaching out? And I hear because you're afraid of spending money that might not do anything to help you. And you're putting a lot of faith in this provider and what he might offer you. And he's the best you've got right now that you know of, your human self. And you're afraid that if it doesn't work out and do what you want it to do, you have no hope left. And so I had to first get really honest and comfortable sitting in uncomfortable feelings, which is that I've allowed fear to lead a lot of my health journey and that if I can get back on the bandwagon of trust and say, I will work with this person when I feel and when my higher self tells me to do it versus out of obligation, like, why am I sitting on this? Why am I not acting on it? Why am I not going back in for help with this provider or that provider? So I just wanted to share that because it was a, it was really uncomfortable for me to say, okay, examine your fear. Why are you afraid? But it was necessary because that's where I'm blocked right now. I'm blocked because I wasn't able to be honest with myself and my higher self and my human self weren't able to connect. And that's what I was talking about. I was staying with this integrative medicine specialist out of fear because I didn't have an alternative. Mm. But now what I'm doing with the cleanse to heal is detoxing my liver. My vision has improved. You know, when I was at the doctor the last time, he said, you're going to have cataract surgery and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Well, he's wrong. My eyes have improved so much. I don't have glare problems. I was having glare problems. But when you detox your liver, everything changes in your body because the liver, of course, is the filter. And if it's blocked, everything goes back into the blood bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So you may want to look into cleanse to heal. The only problem is you have to give up gluten, dairy, done, done. eggs, soda, 
corn, done, soy. Done, and done. the other thing you have to do is in the morning, you have to keep away all, all of those things, but also any kind of fats. Because what he explains is this is when your body detoxes the liver in the morning. So you can't use anything. You know, what I would do is I'd have my smoothie with whey. Sorry, dairy prevents the, the toxins from getting out. And then I would have some chocolate. Sorry, caffeine does the same thing. So you have to look at your diet and you know, make some changes. But you're being guided. There's no doubt in my mind, just like I was guided. Took me a while. Spent a lot of money I didn't need to. But here I am. <laughs> but in the end, the messages still came. And I think this is where when you talk about intuition... The voice will get louder and louder and it will repeat itself and it will repeat itself so that we hear it. And it's it's actually sort of patient some of the time because it allows us to stay in this place of fear, in this place of ego. And until one day I'm like, oh, this is what's going on. So, yeah. Well, and it sounds too, as a, correct me if I'm wrong, Erica, it sounds like you have kind of what we kind of are more similar, I think, than maybe than you were saying because... Seems like sometimes you get a feeling and sometimes you get you get direction that's a little more specific. And so that's like exactly the same for me. So, um, you know, the times that I get something really loud and clear, I'm very grateful because they're not all of the times. And uh, sometimes I'm much, you know, Dave, I absolutely like I'll... I'll, I'll ask and I won't be, I won't have taken the time to, I don't, you know, I think I have, but whatever, I'm not quite present enough and I miss it. And I'm like, oh no. And then instead of gathering myself and committing, you know, committing to it or trying something else, like you were saying, Karen, with, okay, I'm just going to ask to, you know, you know, spirit, please move my eyes to the left or, you know, whatever it may be. I just move on, which is like, okay. So, which is a decision, you know, I make, but you know, one thing about that, that I think is so important is that don't be afraid also just to say whatever it is. Because I was afraid for a long time to say that I would get specific messages because I thought people would think it's this, this lady's a bat, you know, she's just, <laughs> she's hearing that? voices. Yeah. Let's put her oh, in a okay. That's cool. So I took the, you know, and I think it's okay wherever you are, like if you're missing it or if you're, you're getting a feeling and sometimes I'll too, I relate to that. I'll feel like a going down or a rising or I'll just ask to feel that if I don't. And then all the way to you know, don't you dare or, or two specific words, which is always like, Oh yes, I did it. I got some words because <laughs> it's, because it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, that's re That's a recipe. It's a confirmation. Too. That's a, yeah. And it's a confirmation. Right. So anyway, um, I just think that's, that's important to be where you are is, is on its own, on its own, a very, a very, a thing that is, um, terrifying in whatever respect whether it's intuition or or just whoever you are on this earth you know to be where you are and who you are um and to honor that and um like you were saying dave like just to forgive yourself a little <laughs> we are all we're all um you know the more more we wake up and the more light we the more light we can shine the more um darkness there is around us in a way and so we have to remember that too to give ourselves grace as we as we grow so, and that just, and that just struck me, um, especially as you were talking here, Erica, about, you know, how the inner voice comes and then it just, it's okay. It's okay. And it's, and it's always so forgiving. It's like, it's all good. Whenever, like you said, Karen, you heard, make a choice now. <laughs> this is your, go ahead, <laughs> you know, choose grace or, you know, 
pain and suffering. And um, that's the one conscious choice. So there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> that's all there is. Well, yeah. And the thing about fear, right? It's you kind of have to learn. It's okay. It's okay to be afraid, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to say I'm not ready to move forward or do yeah. something mm-hmm. instead of being hard on yourself. Right. And that's uh, that. That's what I've found over time is if I can just say, you know, don't criticize. I try not to criticize criticize myself for being afraid. It it's a little easier to hear the message or receive the message. Well, that, not only that, if you're not ready to move forward, that's an intuitive hit. Well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's if people think they procrastinate, and I say to them, no, it's all about timing. There's a divine timing. And if we don't feel ready to move forward, it's your higher self saying you're not ready to move forward. Or the situation for you is not ready. So that's why really being kind to ourselves. That's the better way you know, And just generous with ourselves. Yeah. And understanding when I get a hit, when I know that I need to move, is when I feel like I've hit a, a wall. Mm-hmm. If I hit a wall, yeah. I know, uh-oh, something big is going to change because my higher self is saying, you're done with this. <laughs> it's not always a pretty thing that I'm done with but so we have to be generous and kind with ourselves but also understand you can't miss it yeah you, you are the past you are it yeah you know you're you're the show <laughs> so you can't miss it and even if even if the intuitive hit comes and you ignore it you'll get the lesson yeah and sometimes and you were you were part of my life when I went to my Michigan experience I mean, I kept getting the hit. You have to be there July 2nd. You have to be there by July 2nd. And yet there were red flags all over the place telling me that this was going to be a horrible experience. And, and you know, do you really want to do this? But the higher self kept saying, you've got to be there. And you know what I had to go through. I do. And the funny thing about that experience is when I was with you that day, wow. all I was getting, I never said anything. You asked me later. A year later, you asked me. I, that whole day, the hit, I was getting, no, no, what, what, why, what are you doing? No, 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 don't do it. <laughs> and I, but, but we talked after the whole thing was over. Yeah. And because, and that's, this is another thing that's really important about intuition. Sometimes, you know, people think, and I thought in the past, you know, the spiritual life is all la, 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 and wonderful and good. It's not. Sometimes you are led into a situation that is painful and difficult, but it is also rewarding because you get a lesson. You learn something that you could not learn. And one of the things when I was there going through my intensive and going through the abuse and the humiliation, the higher self said, you would not understand had you not put your entire life all of your life, you know, all your earthly possessions on that trailer and you hadn't moved to Michigan, you would not have seen what you're seeing because you wouldn't have really been in it. You wouldn't have put yourself into it. you got to put yourself into things sometimes to really get the entire... And of course, it was one of the greatest blessings of my life. Was it, was it happy? No, it was extremely painful, but it was one of the greatest blessings. And I'm a different person because of that experience. I just want to say one... This, this relates to me to one thing that you do, Karen, that has helped me, and it's a small thing with a lot of power. Uh, it was just happened today. I was talking to a colleague of mine, and mm-hmm. I was talking about someone who was doing something kind of strange, and I said, you know what? I said, 
You know what, you know what uh, Karen says about this all the time? She says, isn't, it, isn't working with people wonderful and magnificent? And it helped me to take the judgment and it just vanished. And I went, wow, isn't it wonderful and magnificent? What, what I get to learn about myself working with this person. And I think that's, that was a real, and I said, I'm going to try to say that as much as I can every time I slip into judgment to say, isn't it wonderful and magnificent that dot, 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 because, because, and that doesn't mean it's like you said, it doesn't mean that's happy. It doesn't mean it's happy. It doesn't mean it, it makes sense to me. It doesn't mean I even like it at all, but it means it's wonderful and magnificent. It means exactly that. And it means that it's a reflection for us to, to dive a little bit into uh, what are we creating? And, and, and I guess, yeah, I agree. And then going back to your story that you just mentioned, it, it occurs to me that there were a lot of people around you that were also learning as well. Even if I take my example, when I was getting the hit of, are you nuts? What? What? No way. No, no, no. But maybe... Earlier, maybe I would have said something to you, but in this case, mm. the lesson I learned was to honor your your journey, your path, because I knew you well enough to say, I you know trust in the process. But if I hadn't known you well enough, maybe I would have said something. So I, I guess we're all whether you're aware of it or not, we're all learning different things from each other in those situations. Well, the other thing, and I'm glad you brought that up because I I can't even tell you how many people have told me. Thank you for going to Michigan. Thank you for having that intensive because my journey, my experience helped them to understand their own lives. Yeah. And, and some of them said, I'm glad you did it because I didn't want to do it. Okay. And for those of you who don't know the story and why we call it a Michigan, I'll just quickly tell you what happened. I was, uh, let's just say I had a blind spot and the blind spot was Christ consciousness and an individual uh, convinced me that he could help me with Christ consciousness. And so I took all my earthly belongings, left everything I loved, and, and all of my clients and all my friends and my ex-husband that I was living with and my pets and everything, and moved to Michigan only to find out that the man was a fraud, took all my money, and uh, abused me uh, emotionally and not physically, thank God, but uh, abused me for eight weeks, um, refused to give me my money back, and fortunately... The whole thing came to this, and this is this is one of the most beautiful parts of this. After all of that humiliation and everything, I had to pack up and, of course, come back here to Wisconsin. And as I was packing, and I remember telling you this, Dave, as I was packing, and I was, I, the inner voice said, you just have to keep packing. I was exhausted because I had to bring everything. This house was huge. It was, you know, a big, expensive home anyway. Uh, it was an eagle's home, so it was eight sites, you know, octagonal. I had to bring all this stuff, all my earthly belongings were up in the loft, so I had to bring everything down all by myself because he wasn't going to help me. And and I was doing this, and, and I got to the point where I was physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually exhausted. And I sat down on a tote, and I said, please keep me in love no matter what happens. And when I said that, I said, oh my God, I just asked to be kept in love. I didn't ask for relief. I didn't ask for vengeance. I didn't ask for anything but to be kept in a, in a feeling of love. And I realized that that was the blessing of the entire thing. <laughs> that I didn't have to feel victimized. 
that I could actually radiate love even when I was physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually exhausted. And that, when you, I remember when you told me that years ago, that helped me with the same lesson with a situation I went with, with Emma. It was a, it was an amazingly fearful law. It was when she had pneumonia in the hospital and they, they said, we don't know what else to do. And you and I talked and I remember that night it was, I mean, I, I was, had never been confronted with a, a potential loss of that magnitude. And I remember sitting there and I remember what you had said. And I, I just said, I said that, help me get through this and stay in love. I, I don't know what else to do. And that was, and, and on the other side of it, I mean, I, I grew so much. And, and the funny thing was when I did that, I was laying next to Emma in the hospital bed and I did that and I got this little voice. This time I got a voice. <laughs> Boom. There you go. You got <laughs> Usually voices. don't. But it was a little voice that said, I'm okay, Daddy. I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure. I remember us talking about it because I remember you called me and I said, she mm-hmm. hasn't made a decision of whether she's going to stay or go. Right. And so I, ah, and it was so oh. fearful. It was so hard for me to do it because I didn't want to check in because I didn't want to get the answer yes. that maybe it's time go. to go. Yeah. But I did. And it, it was, I have to say after, after going through it, it was the most peaceful, amazing, peaceful experience I've ever experienced as much as it was <laughs> the most fearful experience I've ever experienced. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I By learned. asking that, you see what you were doing. You were asking for your higher self to bring the grace of love so that you could feel it and then hold on to that. And that's what Emma felt. She felt the peace and the surrender that you had reached. Mm-hmm. And that's why she could make a decision to stay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you so, even believe, I mean... Uh, a piece of it feels even like she held that space for you so that you could get to that place. Like I, she gave of herself. Very much yes. so. And there's been so many uh, situations with Emma in our lives together that are just that. Like she, our kids is, create the yes. space for us because they can weather it because they're here to raise us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Snap. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. wow yeah i see it's that time we have to end this session well anyway thank you thank you thank you this was amazing well that's all for today thank you for joining shifting consciously it is our hope that this podcast will be a means of strengthening community and supporting one another feel free to ask questions share your troubles celebrate your victories by going to our website www.shiftingconsciously.com Then share our podcast with your friends and join us for the next segment, which will be recorded as always extemporaneously. Until then, make it a great day and radiate love.